I'm Jared Dillian, and welcome to the Beast Smart Podcast. I'm here with David Manon. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's been a couple months. Yeah. So we're going out clubbing tonight. Yeah, man. Let's let's do it. Let's do it upright. It'll burn this town down. <laughs> Have you ever been to a club in Myrtle Beach? Um, actually, um, yeah, I had a kind of a, it's kind of a story. Yeah, but, let's hear it. Um, well, I had a I had a real estate client that was wanting to. Well, actually, he was a friend of a client. He wanted to move down here from Pennsylvania, and he's a wedding. He's a DJ. Like you know, like you, uh, well, only, only not no, like you. Yeah, not like me. <laughs> He's a wedding DJ. Yeah, yeah. He does weddings, parties, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So he won, and he has like a he's got like a sweet gig up there. Like he's where is he from? Pennsylvania. Whereabouts? Like, well, the town is called Pottsville. It's like it's eastern Pennsylvania. Okay, near Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah further even. Is Pittsburgh all Close, the way closer to Ohio? Yeah, it's it's north of Baltimore. Like, oh well, that's that's like York. That's like central Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's closer to York. Okay, it's kind of like between York, the center and and the east eastern part. I don't know. We, I would actually drove up there one time, um, just to to visit this guy's restaurant, and uh, I don't really remember how we got there. It was dark and late and you know, it was kind of kind of hazy <laughs> well anyway so you said so what are you saying about this guy he's moving well we were he wanted to he wanted to see if we could if he could you know but get some gigs down here get his foot in the door kind of like you know what you've done yeah so anyways we we went up we i took him to all the places i can you know because i don't know the well, where'd you take him well we went um we went to North Myrtle Beach, where the, you know downtown, where all the shag. You took all, him to the shag places. Took, took all the shag places. Uh, we went around Conway. Went to some places. Went to Myrtle. Went yeah. to the, you know, the Broadway at the beach. You know, we. I don't even know, remember all the places we went, but like, you know, pretty much everywhere we went, it was just like, eh, you know. It didn't. He didn't move here. And he, yeah, because this place fucking sucks <laughs> for music. Even for a guy like that. Yeah. Even for like a wedding DJ, like it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, actually there's a place in Conway that that actually let him play. He you know he brought his stuff down and he played, but it was like a Tuesday from like from four to six. Like there was nobody there, and it was just like I don't know. I went. Do you, do you remember what place it was? Yeah, it was that. Um, the place down there downtown, the um, Kimberly's. No, no, uh, where the fountain is. Lu- our friend that we oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The place he owned. It was yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, he kind of got hosed. Basically, he said, "Well, you know, there weren't a lot of people here, so." But he had a wedding, so I'm sure he had like a mobile or wedding business too. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. he does. Yep, yeah. yep. He's got you know had his. He has a little trailer that he pulled behind his car with his speakers and stuff in it, and he, you know, he's he said he made I mean, he made good money up there, but he just didn't want to live up there anymore. He wanted to live here. He liked Myrtle Beach, and uh, but it just wasn't gonna. It would have been. He was scared. He was scared to come down here and give it up. Yeah, give up his his deal up there. So, so let me tell you my experience with clubs in Myrtle Beach. So I moved here in 2010. In the first thing and. And my wife hadn't even moved down here yet. I was here like two months before her. 
So the first thing I did was I was like, I went to find a club. So I went to this place called the After Deck. You remember that place? That's downtown. No, like, it's up on like Restaurant Row. It was where the dollhouse used to be. It was right next to the dollhouse. Okay. Right. So I went in there and it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. But I started talking to some guys. I'm like, is there any place around here where they play house music? They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah like downtown. There's this place called Club There. Remember this? No. It's called Club There. It's in Five Points. It's 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 literally like right downtown. So I went down there and it was I, I get there at like eleven o'clock and it's closed and I'm pounding on the door. It doesn't open until two. It's an after hours club. It opens at two. So I go in there and they are playing they're playing like EDM, right? They're playing like like shitty house music. Mm-hmm. And I find the owner, and the owner is a Romanian guy. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Eastern Europeans around mm-hmm. here, so he's. he's so I, I said, look, like, you know, let me play here. And he's like, slow down, Turbo. He's like, just you know, just hang out and like check, you know, check out the vibe and listen to the music. I'm like, look, like, I this is before SoundCloud, so I said, let me let me burn you a CD. I'll give you a CD. So I went back like the next week, and I gave him a CD. Then I went back the week after that, and he's like, it was, he's like, it was terrible. You're not playing here. <laughs> I'm like, and by the way, like this place, it was, it was really small. It was a bad sound system. People were, it, everybody was on drugs for sure. Like everybody was like blasted on drugs. It was, it was a bad, it was a bad vibe. Um, but that place closed six or seven years ago. If we drive by it, I'll show it to you. But. So anyway, after that, I was like, you know, I never really – actually, I had a conversation with a guy who was a DJ at Club Boca, like one of the ones at Broadway at the Beach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you guys ever play house music? They're like, nope, people want to hear the same shit over and over again. <laughs> like, Party Rock is in the house tonight, Margaritaville. And yeah, yeah. Like and But hip-hop's big here. You know, hip-hop's big. Yeah, but I don't play hip-hop. Right. Yeah. Right. So tonight, we're going to go check out Tin Roof. I'm sure they got a real good house. No. <laughs> I mean, look, I got to try. I owe it to myself to try. Look, here's your, I got, I'm, I don't know if you thought about this. I mean, the solution to your problem is you're going to have to, you're going to have to. No. You I know to, what you're saying. No. You have no. To, what? You, you, I'm going to have to play different music? Is no, that no, 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 no. I know that ain't going to happen. You got, you're going to have to start your own club. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have your own. I mean, you know a good club. You know what you want. You know what you like. I mean, you have a vision for what you want. You can. I mean, you you should do it. As soon as you get done writing your next books, buy a club. Well, I won't. (laughs) I won't buy one. I'll build one. Yeah, build one. Yeah. So I, I, so I'm friends with this guy in town who used to work at Burroughs and Chapin. He knows the people at Burroughs and Chapin. I want to get some good land. Like really, I want to be on like. 21st or 29th right so you thought about this oh yeah yeah i mean i want a prime piece of real estate yeah it's going to be a smallish club about 300 capacity i'm Mm going to call it underground and i'm actually going to build it down into the ground where like you go in the front door and you go you take you you step down like three or four steps Mm. and i'm going to have a function one sound system and i'm going to have a big ass bar and all around the sides is is going to be like soundproofing to like really like make the sound really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be it'll be fantastic. Yeah. 
Well, if it's called underground, you might want to not have it in a prime spot. It should be in a, in a in a terrible spot. Then you can't call it underground. No, because you're gonna. You, I'm gonna need tourists. I'm gonna need tourists in oh, the yeah? summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because because the thing is, is that Myrtle Beach, you know, they closed down the clubs at Broadway, so they don't really have any. Like all they really have is Club Three Thousand One in this tin roof place. And, like, that's it. That's all that's left now that they closed down the clubs at Broadway. Is 3001, did that used to be called 2001? Yeah, they changed it. That's yeah. We went there that night. I was, you know, that night we took them around. That was a weird, that was an interesting place. Have you been in there? I've not been in there. We're going to go, we should go tonight. It's, I don't know if they'll be doing it. I don't know if they do it. But people were in there dressed up, wearing suits and nice, you know, like, Ballroom dancing, doing the shag. They had a live band playing they shag do, music. They, they have a shag room. Yeah, yeah it was the, the main. Um, but they also have like a top this, 40 room and they have a country room. Yeah, they had this other wing, like, yeah, separate room. But like the the shag part was was packed. Like It was a lot of people there, a lot of, a lot of you know, well-dressed, nice older folks shagging away, having a good time. So for anybody who's listening, shag is a style of dance. That originated literally in Myrtle Beach, yeah. North Myrtle Beach, North yeah. Myrtle Beach, yeah. is a center of shag. And it's really, it's no place else in the country. And the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like ballroom dancing, but you kind of have your hands up. And it really evolved from having a drink in your hand. Mm. Like you're dancing with a drink in your hand. That's yeah, kind of yeah, what it's yeah. like. It's honestly what, that the, the best, easiest way to describe it to me was it's Motown. It's Motown music. It's shag music. Yeah. It's basically Motown. A lot of those guys played here, you know, back in the 50s and 60s. Yep. Chubby Checker and... Uh, Otis! <laughs> my man! <laughs> <laughs> so Chubby Checker grew up not far from here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Georgetown County. Really? Yeah. Andrews. You might have heard of it. Yep. They can got a sign when you ride, drive in town, home of Chubby Checker. Speaking of uh, famous people in South Carolina, let me put in a zin here. All right. Um, you know Lake City? Yeah, oh yeah. Been there. Yeah. So the first time I drove through Lake City, uh I, I was driving through downtown and I drove by Ronald McNair Boulevard. You know who Ronald McNair is? No. He died on the space shuttle in nineteen eighty six. He was okay. he was the first black astronaut. Yeah. Wow. And he was from Lake City. Okay. And he went on to get a PhD in physics from MIT and he became an astronaut. Hmm. He was only like 38 years old when he died. And the, the, the whole story around Ronald McNair was, I mean, he grew up in segregation. This was like the 50s and mm-hmm. 60s in Lake City. And they wouldn't even let him check books out of the library like because he was black. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. That's and he goes, he goes on to be on the space shuttle. Yeah, must have been super intelligent. Yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah that's pretty impressive. Genius. Yeah. Have you been to that... Um, that art fields show over there? No. Uh, yeah, I know. I know, you know about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta check that out. That's really neat. It's in the spring, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Darla Moore. Darla Moore is from. You know Darla Moore? No. I guess her. She was married to a a, a Fortune 500 CEO, some big company. I forget the name of it, but she. Because they got divorced, she got half. Mm-hmm. And. She's rich. And she lives in Lake City? 
She's from Lake City. She's from Lake City. Yeah, but she's invested a lot in the town, and she. She's, it's it's really not a bad town. It's gotten a lot better in the last ten years. Actually, we, um, I got a couple stories. You know, we we when I first moved here, I was coaching football. We played there, and you know, it was the the school looked like a prison. It was awful, and the there was this in the football field. It looked like, you know, like a prison. It had this six foot high cement wall around the football field <laughs> and like we had to go through this gate to get in and like we were literally like locked in the field and as it was like i ever told you that this is the only place i've seen where the referees have to get escorted to the games in, in police cars why is it dangerous i don't know why they do that I but mean, this is lake city this is everywhere in the south carolina all the games that i when i coached the the, the referees show up in not just the cop cars, but the sirens are going, and they show up and they get out. There's got to be a reason for that. I don't. Yeah, I never looked into it. Never. Somebody went after the zebras. I always just thought it was because to protect them, <laughs> so they could get their asses out of there after the game. <laughs> and then, um, so that was the, a game we played in Lake City, and they beat the shit out of us. They actually had a running back that went to Georgia Tech. So I mean. That's a hard. I mean, that's that's a good school. And uh, anyways, um, what else is my other story about Lake City? Oh well. Well, forget it. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, we we got off subject. I was talking about the club, the club that I wanted. Oh be. yeah, yeah, the club. So clubs lose money. Nightclubs lose money. Mm-hmm. Like very few are profitable. So I'm thinking to build the building will probably be around two million to build the building. Mm. Does that sound about right? I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Usually commercial is more expensive than residential, but it's not going to... I mean, your house is costing more than that. <laughs> well, it's... it's. I mean, really, square footage, it's probably... <clears throat> I don't know, 5,000 square feet? For the club? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. real simple. It's just like a box. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You yeah, know I, I don't mean? know. Anyway, so let's, let's say two, three million, something like that. I got to spend a lot of money on the sound system, put in a bar. Mm-hmm. Um... If I if I can make ten thousand a night in the summer, right? So let's see, open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? So three days a week for like sixteen weeks. That's forty eight days, ten thousand a night, four hundred and eighty grand. Like, I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd say go for it. Yeah, you've thought about it definitely. Oh, I put a lot of thought into it. For some it. reason, I feel like we've talked about this. I don't know, but yeah, I think you're just gonna have to. You know, you know what you want. You know what's. I mean, you know what's not here. It's not here. What you want is not here. Yeah, you may have to make it. You know, it's one of the, one of the. There's going to be a lot of hard things about it. And one of the hard things is actually going to be finding DJs. Because I like I can't I can't play six hours a night all the time. Right, I need I. I'm you gonna, would you would try. I, yeah, I would try, <laughs> but I, I need I need probably like ten DJs that I can rotate, and the talent here it just it's terrible, mm. you know. Yeah, I'm. I you could train me. I could train you. I could teach you. <laughs> I could. <laughs> can you imagine? You you might have had better luck teaching my son. <laughs> yeah either one of them well they make little uh that's what you need to do get some high school kids involved they make little teach them. dj controllers for kids yeah 
They pick up on that shit fast. Yeah, they're good with electronics. Even Randall, he's not even three. He can use use the smartphone. He knows where to get on YouTube and look for videos that he likes. <laughs> a honey badger. <laughs> yeah, he don't give a shit. Honey badger don't care. Anyway, I was at a I was at a club in New York last weekend. I went to this place called Superior Ingredients, which used to be Output, and uh, saw John Digweed. Have you ever heard of John Digweed? Mm-mm. Nope. I, I thought you were making a joke. You saw John Dickweed. No. <laughs> no, Digweed. He's a, he's he's the real deal. It was Is really that his real good. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. His parents must have been cool. <laughs> The guy was, he's amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. So it was, it was really fun. So, um, yeah, but you know, that's, so speaking of which we talked and I even wrote about this in one of my essays, we talked about you being a trucker. Oh, I, no, I'm going to be a DJ now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I just, I'm tired. I'm, I'm. I just I dream like what what can I do what can I do next you know well this real estate market isn't so great well um, yeah right now I'm just focused on getting the house we're moving into done and and then moving on from there I don't know what I'm gonna do I got two tiny homes I gotta I'm gonna put on do something with them put them on some land this doesn't sound like a plan no it's a plan (laughs) (laughs) I mean that is the plan the plan is is I can't really have a plan. I mean, the plan is to to do to do another one or to do another one. You know, you know, my partner left. You know. Yeah. So it's just gonna be me and you know, I've actually I've had a couple people ask me if they could partner up with me. They want to do it. So I might consider doing. That's the nice thing about houses. You just you don't really have to like go into business with somebody. You can just do one house and. If it goes terrible, you sell the house and you move on. Yeah. So I mean, what me and my partner were, were doing was it was working pretty good. I mean, it was we always made good money. There was enough for both of us to make to to make money, and we did. We both worked, and uh, it worked good. But you know, he's he lives in New York now, so that ain't gonna I don't work. know. I don't know why you would have to be a peckerwood jackass to move from South Carolina to New York. <laughs> Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> Where whereabouts? Do you know? Well, I know the one town is. There's actually a town called Sydney, New York, which is a town I grew up in Illinois, but it's called Sydney. Um, he showed me this house he 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 was buying. He was he didn't buy it, but it was eighteen thousand dollars for this huge white two story house. You ever spend any time in Upstate New York? No, but it sounds kind you know, of out, shitty outside outside of like albany and syracuse and some nice places around the finger lakes it is an economic wasteland yeah it is one of the most economically depressed places in the country yeah yeah it must be because i i've never been up there uh every, here, everyone uh, always says it's pretty like oh it's real pretty yeah the adirondacks are nice it's pretty but it's 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 also <clears throat> syracuse by the way Gets less sunlight than any other town in the United States. Even Seattle? Even Seattle. Wow. Seattle actually, in the summer, gets a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Safeco Field or whatever it is now, 
like the 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 roof is only closed twenty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that bad. Yeah. Syracuse gets seventy six days of sunlight a year. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 gotta be depressing. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, it's super depressing. So basically, what New York does is they have all these regulations that are meant meant for New York City, mm-hmm. but apply to the rest of the state, and it just chokes off economic activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've met you know I've had you know a lot of people a lot of people move here from up there. You know, um, I've met some upstate New York people, and it's just they're just kind of remind me of. Like people that live in Missouri, Indiana, Illinois. I mean, they're just kind of. It seems very rural. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, where's Catskill, New York? That's not too far north of New York City. It's only like sixty or seventy miles north of New York City. Oh, okay. So there's there's you know the Catskills are kind of nice. Like, you know, people in the city will have they'll have like a cabin in the Catskills and they'll mm-hmm. go up there. So. Yeah. Well, the the reason my partner moved up there is he's his mom lives up there. He's got three brothers that live up there, and you know he just he just kept fucking up down here with with the women. Like he he burn <laughs> he get in these bad relationships, and then they'd go they'd go bad, and then he just I think he just said I'm done. I can't. I'm gonna get killed. One of these ex girlfriends is gonna kill me, so I gotta get out of here. <laughs> so, yep. He's he's got a good. He he does good though. Every time he breaks up with a girl, he helps her move. He moves her. Like he'll rent a truck and they'll he'll help move to their next place. <laughs> that's that's a good deal. <laughs> I I think he should get into trucking. I think he should get into trucking. Yeah, I don't. I just how much how much does a tow truck cost? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I would buy. I I thought about buying the my you know. Buying one of those rollback, you know, those the rollback trucks with the flatbed on the back that with a ramp. Yeah, 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 something like that. I'd start. But why would you get a flatbed? I have to. I have to do one first. I'd have to like work for someone and just see if I even like it. You know, I don't know. Because I may not like it. I may just. I may just. I may just like trucks. I like trucks. They're awesome. You know, they look cool, and you know, I like driving them for a little bit. They're fun, but maybe actually being a trucker. Is well, what, what's the what's the economics of the business? I mean, this is what I'm trying to get after. So, let's say one of those rollback trucks costs like a hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Like, fine. how much how much do you make on one job? A thousand? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I just don't know. I know it's it can be anywhere from you know 150 bucks, yeah, to seven eight hundred dollars. You know, a lot of things is they're they're tied in with insurance companies. You know, like well, anytime. You're getting paid by insurance companies, right? That's that's a good business. So you know they're overcharging and getting shitloads of money. Yeah. So, um, I saw uh, like there, you know that you know where there there was a, a grocery store in near downtown Conway, Ninth Avenue and Five Hundred One. It was a food line. And do you know what I'm talking about? Ninth Avenue and Five Hundred One. There's a Wendy's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Caddy Corner from there. There's a CVS and there was Caddy Corner from the Wendy's was a is was a grocery store. Uh huh. It closed, and the building was sitting empty. A, a a towing company bought that building. Huge ass building for a towing company. So they got all these. They got like a dozen nice, shiny, pretty red trucks sitting out in the parking lot. 
the parking lot's full of cars that they t- that they've towed or repoed. See, that's another thing. The repo business is big. You know, if you get into that, um, a lot of times they just show up and unlock your keys, unlock your door. You know, because you lock your keys in your car, shit like that. Um, but I think it'd be fun to repo some cars. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... Well, the, you know, the great thing about the repo business is it's a counter-cyclical business. Yeah. So, in a recession, you're doing great. And right. when the economy's good, your business is slow. That's part of my thinking, too, is, like, you know, this, if the economy is looking like it's, you know, we're in for a little bit of a downturn, I guess. And, you know, that might be something that's always steady. Like, that's not... You know, people... Cars are always going to break down, you know. I was going to need repoed or other stuff like that. So I don't know. I haven't thought much about it because I'm just trying to finish what I got. Yeah, you're just trying to finish the house. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You want you want his in? No. I don't know. Thanks. We could, we could have you barf on the podcast. I, I barfed in a <laughs> in a big gulp cup. Luckily, it was empty. <laughs> Damn lucky. It was I, Actually, my, I might have had to chuck the ice out the window before I... Yeah. Was not good. Was that me making that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you seen Kim Kardashian lately? No. She's lost a lot of weight. I don't even know what she looks like. Well, she's got blonde hair now, but she's lost. She's probably lost like 40 pounds. What's this? That's a. Like, aren't they the. Weren't they somehow related to the the OJ Simpson attorney? Yes. Damn. Okay. So Robert Kardashian, the father, I think was one of OJ's attorneys. Okay. But he's he's dead. He passed away years ago. Yeah. So this is the mother and the daughters. Yeah. That's weird. I kind of kind of made him rich and famous, didn't it? Like the OJ. Oh yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I don't get. I. They kind of like started the whole reality show. Watch our family be dysfunctional and crazy and. You know, everything we do is on tape. Like, is that is that kind of worth? Well, that started with Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton started it. Oh yeah. But Kim Kardashian kind of improved upon it. But they were it both started with a sex tape. It st- Paris Hilton started with a sex tape. It was that guy Rick. What was his name? Rick Solomon. Okay. And um, from Solomon Smith Barney. No. <laughs> and Kim Kardashian. What was it? Ray J is the guy she was with. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the sex tape. I've heard. And it's like the worst sex tape in the world because she's like totally bored and she's like chewing gum and she's just like laying there. Uh, I didn't know there was a sex tape. With yeah, her. yeah, yeah. I, I I found the Tanya Harding sex tape, sex video. I didn't know there was one yeah, of those. Yeah, there is. It's like their wedding night or something. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I remember this. Well, it came, well, I looked, I found, you know, when they, you know, they had that movie come out about her. I'm totally, I, I had a crush on her. When I was in that weird, that is weird. Yeah, you're a sick bastard. When she was, you know, when she, I was like, this is a badass girl. She's going, she's putting hits out on her competition. I thought that was she could jump. Sexy. She could jump out in the gym. I mean, she could jump. Yeah, she was, she was talented, amazing. It was. A, have you seen the movie? I have seen like half of it. Yeah, it's actually terrific. It's really, really. It was good. great. Yeah. I went by my. I went and saw it when I was in the villages. <laughs> one one Christmas. You went to the theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went by myself. Saw it. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was a good movie. I have I kinda should watch it again. Actually I liked it, but um 
Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, they really made her mom look 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 out to be pretty bad. Yeah. Like she drank a lot. And she she denied. She's like, I never I never drove my kid drunk to the skating competition. Like they made it look like like she was an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, she came from nothing. She had she. I mean, she was she living in a mobile home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she still is. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It's not good. I mean, I shouldn't say not good, but I mean, she's her downfall is. But you know, the they also I didn't realize this. You know, as much as they made Kerrigan out to be like this spoiled little princess or whatever. She didn't come from a rich family either. Her dad was a plumber, and her mom was like a nurse or something. They were just a working class family. They weren't like. And, and you know what the you know what the amazing thing is, is that everybody blames the internet for all this drama. You know what I mean? Mm. Like anytime like something happens with a celebrity or whatever, it's like oh the internet just amplifies it. Do you realize when this when this thing happened? What was it like the eighty eight Winter Olympics or the ninety two Winter Olympics? Like it, it was all anybody was talking about for like weeks. Yeah, and and it, and it happened without the internet. I mean, it was just TV and newspapers. Yeah, you know, but that's all you had. But yeah, these these, yeah, these internet busybodies. These, yeah, they used the, there was TV before all this. Yeah, that was a that was a, but that was such a, that was such a. Like there's no anything like that. Very unique. Figure <laughs> 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 skating, having some guy come in and whack her on the knee. Whack her on the knee. I mean, weird. So weird. Whether she or it still was very unclear if she orchestrated that or was behind it. You know what I mean? It was still not cut and dry. Cause I don't. I don't get the impression that she did. I think it was her dipshit boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I made it out to. I, I like. I, said, I have to watch the movie again. I forget the details, but it's hard to. Hey, Aaron Judge, what's he gonna do? I don't even know. I haven't followed. You haven't been following it. Mm-mm. So, he apparently has been offered eight years and three hundred million to stay with the Yankees. Oh, to stay. Yeah. Well, he probably said, "Kiss my ass." Y'all, y'all booed me in the postseason. <laughs> Yeah, he <laughs> said, "I'll sign, but you got to be nice to me. Stop booing me." Well, <laughs> I think I think uh, I think San Francisco can improve on that offer. Yeah, I think the Cubs could improve on that offer. But the thing is, Rizzo staying with the Yankees and Judge's friends with Rizzo. Oh yeah, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's it's. I know it's. Seems like it's far off, but February when the pitchers and catchers report. March, February. February. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have to get that sorted out before then. It's going to get sorted out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. How are your Bears doing? They suck. I mean, everybody's excited about them. They're, they're fun to watch now because they score a lot of points. Like, that's something usually a Bears team doesn't do because they got a quarterback that's really good. He's he can run. He's fast. <laughs> he's super fast. Remember, like Randall Cunningham. Yeah, Michael of Vick? course. Yeah, he's Rambo. Kinda, yeah, he's like that. I mean, he can. Well, a lot of quarterbacks can run nowadays. That's like the thing. It right? really is having a quarterback can run is big. I mean, everybody kind of goes back to. They always want you to be like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, where you just kind of have a statue in the pocket, and you can, you know, you can just pick. You could pick a defense apart, but 
boy, those colleges don't run offenses like that anymore either. Like it's just hard to find a quarterback that can do that. And they keep trying to they keep trying to make him make these quarterbacks be that. Because they want him to last forever, like Tom Brady. They yeah. want him to last till they're forty years old. But because you look at well, everybody says, Well look at look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton was you know, he he got his brains beat in. I mean he's he's you know, his career was shortened because he got the shit beat out of him because he ran so much. He's out of the league, right? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. He he almost, I mean, he he went back to Carolina last year, started, looked great for one half, played a great half, and then they lost every single game with him. Like, he went to shit real quick. <laughs> it was like, I was, you know, our friend who lives in Charlotte was texting me, like, this is great. It's awesome. He's back. We're back. And then by halftime it was like uh, we fucking did, suck. Did he play for Auburn? Yeah. 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 He, you know, he went originally went to Florida, and he got kicked out, supposedly because he stole a laptop computer or something like that. There was some, some shit went down there, and then he, um, he he got paid a lot of money before you were allowed to get paid a lot of money like now. So it was like his dad got a hundred thousand dollars for him to go to Auburn. Do we know this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty much an open secret. Like, like. Well, but you could. But but they just said. Well, he they he didn't give it to Cam Newton. His dad got the money. There's yeah, no, but you can't do that either. Well, they did. <laughs> <It wasn't, laughs> this was just like. You know, this is just the way big time college football's always been. You know, it's it's always been a pay to play game, but now they're doing it. It's kind of fun to watch. It's kind of interesting to watch, but it's still going to be the same 10 teams every year. I guess not going to change. I'm excited that baseball is going to get rid of the shift. Yeah, I I never understood your you hating that. I you like the shift? I just think on principle like, you know, being you're kind of an anti-regulation, libertarian kind of guy. Like I just, you figured like you would be against rules that would prevent you from doing something that's not ill. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess the way I look at it is um, when the game of baseball was invented, mm-hmm. nobody conceived. Nobody could conceive that people would use this information in such a way and manipulate the positions of the players to just reduce offense to a negligible level. Yeah. I mean like the like the average batting average in major, in major league baseball is like 230 now. Yeah. Like you got lots of guys below the Mendoza line and the guy that won the batting title in the AL hit like 314. Yeah. Yeah. It has the analytics has definitely it it's affected every sport. I mean they're all doing it like Basketball has become unwatchable. I hate I hate the NBA now. I used to like it, but um, yeah, the because all it, it's they because the, of the analytics have decided you're better off just shooting threes. Yeah, yeah. If you make a third of them, you're, you're better. It's better than hitting take like a 15 foot jumper. Yeah, yeah. So it's either so either a dunk or a three. A dunk or a three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like watching uh, the Harlem Globetrotters out there. Every I night. think they should have a four point line. Mine's, yeah, they should. I agree. Yeah. That would be awesome. It would be fun. <laughs> and yeah. if you hit it from half court, then it's five points. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, then the analytics would say you should always do that. So that's all they'll do. They'll just line up and shoot half court shots. 
<laughs> you met, they'd have to change the. I mean, there would be you know, rules. Rules lead to more rules. So, <laughs> but no, it's probably good that the shift is is going to go away. Um, You're going to see averages go up by like thirty points. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Rizzo's going to hit like two eighty next year. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Every every game you would see somebody. Joey Gallo's going to hit two hundred. Yeah. He's, yeah, well, that's a, that's pretty good for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's in the but in, in the base get you know the baseball too. It's the it's either they're telling these guys like Schwarber, don't worry about striking out, strike out or hit a homer. That's your those are your choices. They're not. You know, even ah, uh, I get so mad. I, it makes me mad too. Now you're making me think what? about it. Just the the not being able to bunt. Like no one can bunt. Like there were so many situations in in the, watching the playoffs where you needed to bunt a guy, you needed to bunt your guys over. There are some situations where it makes sense. Yeah, to bunt. yeah. and you know, yeah, the analytics say generally it's bunting is not good, but there are situations where it's needed, and I don't, I just As, actually where bunting is needed is in extra innings with this ghost runner bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Like, you start off with a guy in second, bunt, get him to third. You got a guy in third with one out, hit a sack fly, you win. Yeah. Like, that's all you got to do. Yeah, exactly. And guys could not do it. And even the announcers, like a lot of the announcers are like, because, you know, most most color guys are former players. like, And they're just like, they're just like, God, I just, could somebody please bunt? Like, someone lay down a bunt? <laughs> like, it's just, I've heard these, I've heard them say it. They get mad, too. It's just like... It'd be nice if someone could bunt. <laughs> <laughs> this this is one of the reasons I you know Michael Michael K is a blowhard and he's really full of himself, but I really love watching him on TV because he gets he very subtly sarcastic, like yeah. the tiniest bit sarcastic. Like he really has to watch what he say yeah. what he says. Like being in New York, he just gets a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, you know he'll, he'll I mean he'll he'll be he'll. He'll be like, uh, you know, Joey Gallo is working on a two-game hitting streak here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. You would have to learn how to be that way if you're on TV every day, or, you know, and speaking. But not like, uh, <laughs> well, Howard Cosell or... One last thing before we go. Has it been that long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going by fast. Um Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. This whole Ticketmaster thing. Yeah, I must. I mean, I was forced to to, to know about this. Why? My niece is a huge uh, Taylor Swift. She she took a day off of work so she could stay home and be on her computer and, and try and, to get some tickets. And get tickets. What happened? She got some. It took till like four in the afternoon or something. I don't know. The system crashed. Yep. Um. But she bought like, I think for I think she's playing three nights in a row in Chicago, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, and Sunday, and I think she got tickets to two of the three nights. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was such a huge Taylor Swift fan. I didn't know anything about her. I I, I looked up some of her her songs. Um, you on, definitely heard them. I, I I the Shake It Off. I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I didn't know that was her. Um, but have you heard this anti-hero song? No. No. Oh. I, I will say this. I will say um, it. It was her. The, one of the major lines in that song is, "I am the problem is me. The problem is me. The 
you know, I am the problem. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, I told my wife this, and I'm like, it's just nice. It was refreshing for once to hear a woman for once admit that she is the problem. <laughs> like, you just don't hear that. Well, actually... <laughs> For anybody to admit that they're the problem, <laughs> actually, that, that's when when you said that. That's what I was thinking. Right. Like, you know, it's not somebody else's fault. It's yeah. my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was nice to hear. Like I like I like this girl. You know, I think she's. Well, she um, her dad was I I want to say a, a retail broker for Morgan Stanley. He was a, he was a financial advisor. Okay. All right. So she grew up with a little bit of money. Yeah. Yep. Got the good, got probably got some good lessons, good singing lessons yep. and stuff like that. Where is she? How did she get her break? Was she? I guess she started in Nashville because I thought she was a country singer. Yeah, well, she was. She's from Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Was she and on? She start, and she did start off doing country. I was think. she on American Idol or? Oh no, American, no, no. Got no. talent or something like that. No. Well, how did? What was her first? I, I don't. You know. I don't know. Yeah, but but Ticketmaster, you were you were asking about Ticketmaster. Yeah, right? I mean. Like, there's all this talk about, like, Ticketmaster being Monopoly. Uh, the one thing I will say about Ticketmaster, I don't have a lot of experience with this because I don't I, – I go to clubs. I don't go to concerts, yeah. you know. But I bought tickets for my mom to go see Neil Diamond in Charlotte. Okay. This is, like, three or four years ago. God, it was such a pain in the ass. Like, the website was just a disaster. Huh, Really? And, you know, I was basically the tickets were released at like 2 p.m. And I had my finger on the button. Yeah. And like I did not get great seats. Yeah. I got I, I was like 30 rows back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. I was like, God damn it. God damn it is right. Yeah. It's bullshit. There's some bullshit going on. <laughs> <laughs> they have they do. They someone they, they give all those tickets to some to to other affiliated you know, legalized scalping brokerages. Yep. And they end up, and they can jack up the price. Like, you ever buy a ticket and it says the face value is $45 and you paid $300 for it from a, like a stub, stub hub up, or, yeah. or whatever, you name it. And, uh, Seat Geek and all that shit. And that, that is funny it that it pisses me off. It's funny that StubHub is legal. But if you're standing outside of Yankee, Yankee Stadium trying to sell tickets, that's illegal. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, like when I went when the I went to get tickets to a Cub playoff game. You know, you couldn't get tickets anywhere, but you if you went down the street, there was a ticket, a ticket broker that was selling them for you know ten times face value. But they were a they were a Chicago Cubs. They were owned by the Chicago Cubs. It was a Cubs owned you know ticket agency. So I'm like. It's you know there's there. Have you ever bought a ticket from a scalper? Oh yeah, yeah. I have too. I yeah. did that. I did that once at Shea Stadium. Yeah, the old actually was it City Field? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I went to see the Mets, and yeah. I was with another guy. He's like, he's like, don't worry about tickets. We'll just get it from a scalper. I'm like, are you nuts? Yeah, like we're gonna get fake tickets. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, I've never had one bad. Yeah, I've always got. Yeah, I've always been able to get one. Especially if you go by yourself, it's easy just to get one or whatever. And, and yeah, you can. You can talk and you can negotiate with them. You know, hey, I'll give you twenty bucks for it or whatever. But, but yeah, I've done that a lot. Yeah, me and my dad used to do it at like Illinois football games and stuff. How come? They, well, you probably know. I mean, it's funny though. They always say, "I need tickets." Like, yeah. You ever see it? They, always, yeah. they have a sign that says, "I need tickets." Yeah. I guess it's legal to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're always like, 
they're always selling them. So it's funny. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I wanted to ask you one more thing. Okay, go ahead. I don't know if uh, you want to include this, but um, there was a um, – you remember that uh, – I watched a hilarious video last night. <laughs> it's been a while since I laughed out loud like this. The You remember Frank Abagnale? The, yeah. If you get a chance, watch him on uh, – he was on Johnny Carson's show from, from a long time ago, you know. Watch him on the Carson show. After the movie came out or before? Well, long before. What, what was he doing on Johnny Carson? Just, they interviewed him for being, you know, because he was a con man and he, uh-huh. he had done his time, served his jail, and now he was a... Working he was, for the FBI. Yeah, yeah, as a consultant. And was also, at this time, he said he was a consultant for retail stores and banks and and was, and just go and listen to some of his stories. I mean, if you saw the movie, you know... Well, you got to send me the link. I'm not going to go look for it. You got to send me. Okay, the link. it shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah. yeah, but it's it was just great. Yeah, check it out. So just some of the cons he pulled, like the crowd. List, the funny thing was the crowd. Like he was talking about his some of the stuff he would pull, and the crowd was cheering. They were loving it. <laughs> you know, it was just like yeah, Johnny was love. They were just they were rooting for the guy because he was ripping off. Like he ripped off a hooker. You know, he was talking about how he ripped <laughs> off this hooker and like. <laughs> This is a funny story. Like he took her, <laughs> he was like he he, instead of taking her back to his room, he convinced her to take to take him to her room, and he was gonna he, and he needed a th- she wanted a thousand dollars for two hours, and he was like, um, he's like, well, can you wait a minute? I'm gonna go downstairs and I gotta cash a check, so because you know he makes these fake checks. Yep. So it was he's like and uh, she's like, oh, they won't cash your check. He's like, honey, I own 33% of this hotel. He's like, this is a cashier's check, official. They're going to cash this check. And she's like, well, um, won't you, instead of that, won't you just make it out to me? He's like, all right. Well, so he made it out to her for $1,400, and then she gave him $400 back. <laughs> so she paid him. <laughs> he got to stay with her for two hours. <laughs> and the crowd left it. <laughs> so it was just it was a, it was just funny. I don't know. The guy I mean the guy's a genius. He was a genius. He's a genius. He's, He's a genius. He yeah. ran away from home at the age of sixteen. Yeah. His parents divorced. And you know where he lives, right? Um now or then? Now. No. Lives in Charleston. Oh really? He lives south abroad. Okay, awesome. So, so he's he's got a big ass house south abroad. Yeah. And you know the carriage tours, they used to um, they used to drive by his house, okay. and they'd be like, "That's Frank Abagnale's house." Yeah, yeah. So then a bunch of looky loos were like taking pictures of his house, and he told the carriage tours, "He's like, knock it off, like stop pointing out my house." Okay. But he lives down there. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. This uh, <laughs> this guy he was. He wasn't, he was maybe in his 40s, but yeah, just pretty amazing stuff. The stuff he had to, had the guts to do. You know, he passed the bar. Oh, I know. Song, well, yeah. that's, honest to God, like that movie, that's my favorite part of the movie. So yeah. Tom Hanks says to him, you know, he says, I figured out how you do all these cons, but the one thing I can't figure out is how you pass the bar. <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio looks at him and says... I study. <laughs> <laughs> I study. Yeah. All right. We're done. All right. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.